I like La Crosse because it's a big little city. It's a little big city. It's both. I don't want to go back to what normal was. I feel like we need to move forward in new ways. May we all just feel empowered to be ourselves and have open, honest conversations. Those words of wisdom we just heard come from a lifetime of wanting to do work that matters. And they come from Allison Krish. She's my guest today. She's the assistant director and the nonprofit arts administrator at the Pump House in downtown La Crosse in our arts district. So we're going to get to know Allison, what she is all about, and we're going to find out some exciting things about the Pump House. The Pump House is one of those places that has been a part of La Crosse for such a long time that I think a lot of us almost take it for granted. So thanks for joining Allison and me for what is going to be a really cool conversation. And we'll get right into it in just a sec on Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. You can go to aroundrivercity.com and find all of the episodes of the podcast. You can also keep up on all sorts of cool things that are happening around the area. If there is something you want to know about, something that you may have heard about, check it out. Find out more at aroundrivercity.com. And by the way, if you do want to subscribe to the podcast and make sure you never miss an episode, it's free to do at aroundrivercity.com or anywhere you download your podcasts. Okay, before we get into the actual conversation, the reason why I set up an appointment with Alice and Krish at the Pump House, I thought I'd give you a little bit of inside the podcast here as Allison and I were sitting down in the newly renovated performance space upstairs at the Pump House. One of the things we do is make sure that the microphones are working, and most of the time that's just a, a technical thing, but every once in a while it leads into a really interesting conversation. Can I get a level check from you? I just want to tell oh me what gosh, you had. Actually, yeah, right like that. Perfect. Um, tell me what you had for breakfast today. Ooh, I had a banana and coffee. And I brewed my coffee because I knew I wouldn't have time to do it once I got here. <laughs> it's nice to see somebody who actually makes their own coffee anymore. Yes, I do a drip. So oh, I take okay. the time. It's very um, ritual, I suppose. One cup at a time. Yeah. So do you mean that ritual? I mean, do you, do you, do you see it as a moment and as a, we have to find those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So I do love coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. So making that for myself, it is a pause moment, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have a daughter as well. She's 15. So she was making herself toast and she's not a talker in the morning. She's not a morning person. So don't be too chipper chicken with her. Otherwise right. she'll get mad. I have a wife like that. Teenagers. you got to respect the boundaries so there was this moment this of pause this morning where she was making her toast and I was making my coffee and I thought to myself mom don't talk don't talk Mm -hmm. just let her be good choice right but I love those little rituals that we sometimes I think we create them without realizing we create them um for me a little ritual is like um making oatmeal and I'm making a big pot of it, and I'm stirring the oatmeal, and I'm watching it thicken. And I don't need to do any of that. You know, it will happen if I'm not there. But I, I think it's the moment of just, I'm focused. It's just me and my oatmeal. Yep. And I'm focused on that. So I think those little rituals are probably what keep us sane. I would agree. And it's, 
recognizing those moments, those moments of peace or joy, and they come throughout the day. And, but recognizing them is the gift too. Because mm-hmm. we can go on autopilot and just keep on plugging through and focus on the stress and what needs to get done. But Lauren and I were just speaking of that. Um, she said, look at this piece of art that someone submitted for the call to artists for Artspire. And I was like, I love when you see the sunlight come down on just one part of the river, or you mm-hmm. see the sunlight come up down on the bluffs and you can see the darkness in the other. Those moments. Yeah. My favorite time of day, I don't have one, honestly, but one of my favorite times of day is in the evening, the sun has gone down and the sky is in that transitional blue color. It's very deep blue. It's not black night yet, but I know it's only going to last for seconds. And if I can be someplace where I can enjoy that, that's a ritual. And I think the fact that it's so fleeting is part of what makes it You know it's gonna wonderful. pass. Yeah. So Absolutely. Let's just talk about this stuff the whole time. Cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, we did eventually get down to business and talk about the pump house and its place in downtown La Crosse. I'm Ken Cooper. This is Around River City. It's the podcast about the people and the places and the businesses that make this area such a cool place to live. We'll get right into the conversation and have an official introduction of Allison in just a bit. All right, we're back on Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. And by the way, if you want to keep up on things that are happening around the area, and if you want to contribute an event or something that you have going on, you can do all of that at AroundRiverCity.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast there. It is absolutely free. You'll never miss an episode. And you can subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. Let's get down to business, talk about the Pump House, and get an official, actual introduction from Allison Krish. I have a doozy of a last name. You sure do. I love <laughs> names with Zs. There's a Z in there, right? Right? And Y. Now, now, I'm from Milwaukee, and I'm used to the Z and Ys coming at the end of the name. Good point. So that I'm comfortable with. But Good tell point. us, introduce yourself. So I am Allison Krish. Pronounced Krish, but spelled K-R-Z-Y-C-H, and it sounds better than it looks. Actually, if you don't mind right? me saying, I always give the phonetic. It sounds like Krish, K-R-I-S-H, because once you look at it, you just can't sound it out. Right, right. Yep. Your, your mind overthinks. And in the days of telemarketers, you always knew when a telemarketer was calling. <laughs> so yes. don't have that anymore, really, with cell phones. I'd love to talk about you and get to know you a little bit. Great. Tell me a little bit of your story. I have been with the Pump House since October of 2020, so I'm one of the blessed ones that got a job in the arts during a pandemic. Wow. Very wonderful, and it was a shift that my heart and soul needed um, to come and focus on giving back the community, the arts, and... How did you come to that point? Oh, it's been a long and varied road. (laughs) Like I said, I've had many past lives. I um, worked for the Court Above Maine, which is an event venue on the third floor of the Wedding Tree Building. And I got to work on that project through renovation. So the third floor of that building was vacant for 85 years. And the owner, Deb Lash, 
reached out to me and my former business partner after we closed our store. So before that, I was co-owner of Kick Shoes in downtown La Crosse. You know, our goal was to bring shoes that weren't available in the area and quality shoes and companies that people hadn't heard of and sourced ethically and really good leather mm -hmm. so they would wear well. You know, the thing with quality shoes is a lot of people don't have to replace them then. I mean, I'm literally still wearing shoes that I got at my shoe store. And that was eight, nine years ago now. So, wow. yeah. My gosh, time flies. Honestly, it does. Yet we don't get any older. It's awesome. Some of us. <laughs> wearing a, That's one advantage of wearing a mask. Oh, isn't it though? There are many wrinkles under here behind exactly. this mask that you cannot see. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, after we announced that we were closing the store, which was a total business decision, um, it, you know, we weren't making a profit anymore, and we were just two girls in town who were not independently wealthy. So we made that hard decision and did an amazing marketing campaign for closing. We sold everything in three days. And then Deb Lash reached out to us and said, what are you doing next? And we said, we have no idea. And she said, I have a big idea, so come and hear about it. And that was the court above me. So worked on that project for the next four years, really. Um, the renovation of it, I was on the marketing end of it. So I got to tell everybody the really amazing, fun things that were going on. And then after we opened, it was booking the events, running the events, working with the public on that. Do you mind if I get into a little bit about what went on in your mind and in your heart to decide I need to get to a place where I'm giving back? Oh, I've always kind of been that way. Um, I love roots and community. Um, I always really like to volunteer with things that matter. Um, I'm a really hard worker, so I always wanted to do it for a reason. Felt like it was filling my own cup up, so then I can help fill others' cups up. Um, after the court above Maine, I um, worked in coffee, speaking of rituals. <laughs> so super fast-paced, drive-through coffee shop, um, really intense, two and a half years, mocha on Alaska. Okay. So from there, I, I needed a change. I needed to slow down, get grounded, and kind of, you know, like tune into a calling, I suppose. I'm really happy to be back in downtown La Crosse. Yeah. I love being in a historic building. I love the history. Um, I love telling tourists about the history and feeling their excitement about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's something special about downtown. I'm, I'm curious the way you said uh, tune into a calling and you said it with a shrug and... I, I don't want it to be like ego driven, no, like my calling, but I, I, I you know, you know, is. things that set your heart on fire. That I think you that's like, part of listening to yourself. Good point. Getting quiet and listening to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, so in some way, the arts, uh, visual arts, especially, I'm guessing, have been a part of your life. I mean, you've, you know, style with the shoe store, you obviously no style with the court above Maine. There's, there's a visual quality and aesthetic. Aesthetics are important to you or, the, or art and expression are, must be important. I would say yes. Where my mind goes when you say that is, yeah, through fashion first and expressing yourself through how you, what you wear and what 
that. How you express your own unique personality. Yeah. We have certainly been enjoying a, a kind of artistic renaissance in this city for oh. the last, ar architecturally, business-wise, uh, the arts. Uh, it, it is a, a renaissance that I would never have expected when I moved to this town in 1992. Absolutely. I moved here in the 90s as well for the university and ended up staying. And I would say, so we had the store in 2007. It's been a renaissance downtown even before then. And it just keeps growing. One thing that I love is a lot of the businesses are locally owned. Mm -hmm. The retail stores, the restaurants, it's, you feel like when you spend money in their business, you really are making a difference. You're putting food on someone's table. Kids are able to go to soccer because of how you spend your money. I totally believe that we vote with our dollars as consumers. Yeah. So I think. And that plays into the arts too. I mean, on every, any given weekend right now, you can go to multiple theater events and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I had a, uh, an experience at a, uh, I guess it was a, an art gallery framing shop, not here in town, in somewhere fairly close by. And we asked if they had any art by local artists. And the person laughed and said, oh, ho, ho, no, we, we only carry fine art. And we just walked right out. Um, be, That's interesting. Know, I just thought, what an insulting, and what a narrow-minded, almost blind thing to say, to think that if a piece of art comes from New York, it's better automatically than a piece of art that comes from next door. And really, isn't art just so subjective? Right. It's all in how we interact with the art. Yeah. And I've discovered that here at the Pump House in our art galleries, when you walk through the art gallery with a tourist, you're going to see different things in the art that you wouldn't have seen just looking at it yourself. And that's the cool thing mm -hmm. because it's the relationship of it, both of the people looking at it, but the people looking at the art as well. Yeah. And fine art. Let's just all express art yeah. <laughs> in yeah, whatever yeah, mode we yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose we should probably get down to the reason why we actually are talking. <laughs> the pump house. The pump house. And what you all do here. And I just have to tell you that I love the pump house. Thank I'm not you. here as often as I should be. Um, I have been at all kinds of events here. I've had the honor of performing. We are in this beautiful performance space upstairs. Oh, yes. Um, I've had the honor of performing on stage here and and actually getting the desired response from the audience, which is everybody should get that once in a while. Yeah. Um, I just, I, we're so lucky to have the pump house. Thank you. I think my biggest thing is we've been around for a long time. The pump house was established in 1977 and this place is magical because it has taken a team of people and volunteers and artists in all genres to make the pump house what it is. It is definitely not a one person thing. It is a community working together. And it's changed uh, a lot, I think. But As is the constant in life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but in a way, I was going to say it, it, the, the core seems to have remained the same. It's, I would say. So there's a good skeletal structure of what? What would you say is the core of the pump house? Well, of course, I always, I think about the mission statement, you know, um, 
the Pump House, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. And we were established in 1977, which makes us really unique. It's about 45 years. In fact, the year I was born, 1977. And we're here to serve the lacrosse area and beyond in performing arts and visual arts and literary arts. Pretty simple. Yeah, and... Uh... But as you said, you know, things grow and change. So we're sitting in a newly renovated theater. It was planned before COVID, but then COVID hit and we were dark for 16 months. Oh. So we got a little bit of flexibility because things were gonna arrive late. Um, but it was pretty neat to be in construction during the pandemic, well, we're still in the pandemic, but mm -hmm. during that time, because you were putting people to work. And that was really neat. Um, see how it's all connected. Mm -hmm. Then reopening the theater, doing it in a really safe way where people can access the arts, but they feel safe to do so in an enclosed space where you are close to people. Um, and sustaining through what that looks like too, because we're still in it and we still wanna be safe. Mm -hmm. We still are safe. Yeah, and one of the things that has changed um, more about the town than just about the pump house mm -hmm. is that you have more, I don't know if this is the word you would use, but you have more competition. There are more venues in the area. Some yes. bigger, uh, some smaller. Um, I guess I'm talking about the performance space especially. Yes. Um, where do you see the pump house's place in lacrosse? Well, I believe that there is enough for everybody and we have to look at it like abundance instead of lack. And when we all work together, we all go further. So yes, there are many different theaters, but that's a good thing. That means people have a choice. Like I said earlier, you can choose between different performing arts or galleries, um, events, and that's just about access, I think. Mm -hmm. So I look at it like it's a good thing. How about the pump house's place in the in the business of lacrosse? Um, part of, you know, we we talk a lot about the businesses mm -hmm. in downtown lacrosse, and and they're part of a vibrant community. Does the how does the pump house add to that? Do you think? so many different types of businesses in downtown lacrosse you know we have office space we have service we have retail we have food and entertainment and nightlife and really it's all connected someone will come downtown lacrosse and they will come for breakfast they'll go shopping they may see a show and then they'll go to rotary lights at night and they'll stay all day and they'll stay overnight many many hotels so I think that's what I've experienced is that people come to lacrosse and they stay. Yeah, I hear that story <laughs> all the time. There right. are so many people that, aren't, that weren't born here. Um, yes. But your story, when you introduced yourself, you came here for college and then yep. stayed. Exactly. Um, it, it's, there's so many people like that. Yeah. What, what do you think it is? I mean, besides the business part. Well, I mean, and just... people that are raised here, they always come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, is it, what is it about lacrosse that kept you in the first place? That's a good question. Huh. First, it was love. <laughs> you know, I'm, my spouse was not going to leave lacrosse, and I said, okay, I'll stay too. And then you find your niche in town, and what 
you like. And now I'm a mom, and so my kids are going to be from town, and it's a great place to raise kids. I like lacrosse because it's a big little city. It's a little big city. It's both. And you can easily take a road trip 15 minutes away and feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and reset. That's a really cool thing too. Yeah. It serves so many different communities. Yeah. That even just hiking on the bluffs. Oh my gosh, right? You can go for a, a, a walk for 15 minutes yes. and feel like you're in the middle of the forest or the marsh. I think the marsh is right. one of our Nature most is beautiful resetting. things that we have. The, the, this marsh in the middle of the town, I think is, I hope it's there forever. I don't want to get political, but I like it being there. <laughs> I feel that way too. May we never make a road through the marsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do you see the next... I mean, are you a big picture, long, forward-looking, thinking person? Oh, Where do you see isn't the that always house? the balance? Like yeah. working on the business and then working in the business and yeah. flexing and seeing the long term, but then also planning what you need to do today. So it's mm -hmm. always a flex. I mean, the pump house is here and the pump house is here to stay. And that's because of the magic of all the people that have volunteered their time to make it what it is today. Um, we are a membership organization, so that is one way that we fund as well. Um, it's pretty magic. We really do call it pump house magic. We could say one day, like, we have a need for X, Y, and Z, and the next day someone will call and say, I just moved to town, and I was looking for art centers, and I do X, Y, and Z, and we'll <laughs> say, oh, my goodness, we're meant to meet. Yeah. So... Yeah. Long-term view, it is, we have this beautiful building. It's about access. I want everybody to feel like we're here for them. Um, I want to express all the different cultures in town and have them use our building and our facilities. Um, I think something that makes the pump house magical is the amount of people that come to the pump house with an idea that they want to help execute. And that's really cool. Um, we've had some synchronicities around that. Most recently with the 100 year anniversary of the Mississippi wetlands, which is happening in 2024. Oh. Um, and then we talked with the Mississippi Valley Writers Guild and their project, and it happens to coincide with the 100 year anniversary. And then we talk with the city and they are doing a call to artists for a sustainability public art project that's focused on saving the earth. So when you hear about all these projects independently and you can marry them all together and then celebrate it at Artspire, which is the goal, and it's free for people to experience, that's pretty magical. Like, that's what art can do. It's so true. It bridges. Yeah. It bridges and it opens conversations and it creates a safe space to sometimes have those conversations that may be a little bit hard or vulnerable. And yeah, especially in these times. I wonder when we can stop saying especially in these times or when we'll be able to stop saying that because oh. we still need to say it. I, I... So that's a, that's a good point. And maybe we should say I don't want to go back to what normal was. I feel like we need to move forward in new ways. Um, 
with what we've learned through this. Mm -hmm. How do you think the pump house will be permanently different because of uh, the pandemic? Ooh, that's a good question. Permanently different. Can I ask a slightly different version of that? Sure. How do you think you will be permanently different? <laughs> you can answer whichever one is easier. Yeah. Well, I think how me, the pump house, things are permanently different is what I'm experiencing right now is everybody has a story through this. Everybody is going through something that we know nothing about when we meet them. And that's just a human thing. And meeting that with like understanding and patience and grace for others, but like also for ourselves. I need to not be so hard on myself and exercise grace. And I think that's something that's, I'm more comfortable talking about now, that things are new normal. Mm -hmm. um, and also, we all might have something that might seem a little bit dark or negative or a hard experience. Sometimes it's cancer, sometimes it's mental wellness, whatever the case may be. But it's like when we talk about those things or we express ourselves to deal with those things as often is the case in art and performing arts and literary arts, it shines a light on those dark things and makes us realize that we're not alone. Because we are connected. Yeah. We've seen that now more than ever. I'm, I'm becoming a believer that normal, you mentioned new normal. Yeah. Becoming a believer that normal is a myth. Honestly. And we filter it through our own experience so everybody's normal is different. Um, yeah, that's where the myth of it comes exactly, in. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and normal. Who really wants to be normal? <laughs> really? <laughs> I've tried it a like, couple of times. Like, let's be extraordinarily yeah. abnormal. <laughs> I've tried it a couple of times. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Honestly, honestly. Well, even just heading into, like, this being my first podcast, I'm like, okay, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to explain things? How I, do I want to get my point across? And then really, it's just, just be yourself. And that's good. May we all just feel empowered to be ourselves and have open, honest conversations. That is Allison Krish. She's the assistant director and the nonprofit arts administrator at The Pump House. And by the way, if you want to keep up to date on what is happening at The Pump House, check out pumphouse.org and make sure you follow The Pump House on all of the socials. They're everywhere and they do a really good job of making sure that you'll know exactly what is happening in the visual arts and in the performing arts. More of my conversation with Allison Krish about the Pump House is coming up on Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. Thanks for being a part of the conversation with me and with Allison Krish, Assistant Director and the Nonprofit Arts Administrator at the Pump House in the heart of the Arts District of La Crosse. I think it's really cool that we have an Arts District. You know, that's been a part of an evolution in the downtown La Crosse area. And as we're going to find out, that evolution is continuing at the Pump House. I, I should ask, I guess, though, I, I did hear a story about something that the Pump House might be getting larger. 
and oh, growing. Oh, is this the, you mean our big grant from the, Evers Tourism is last that what that week? Is? Holy cow, how amazing. Yes, um, we got $288,000 from the tourism grant through Evers, and we are renovating our bathrooms. Thank you for that, by the way. Honestly. So I learned from starting at the pump house that intermission lasts as long <laughs> as the line to the women's bathroom. And I have seen yes. this to be true. I have heard stories of people in the bathroom feeling bad about the line. And yeah, so we're going to renovate the bathrooms. And it's investing money into this historic building that tourists love mm -hmm. and the community loves. And it makes things safer as well. Mm -hmm. You know, touchless things in the bathroom to cut down on the transmission and more space. I mean, women's bathrooms should really always be larger than men's bathrooms. Not I would agree with really you on that. the case right now. So I would agree with you. Yeah. Is there any, what would you. Ooh, so I want to say about the grant too is it's not just the bathrooms. There was several different things that were in that grant. Um, lighting on the front of our building to make the whole area a little bit brighter at night to make people feel safer but also when you you know look down the street you'll see the lights on on a new we're hoping marquee awning that will stretch out from the building um, so it looks like it's an alive area this is the arts district we're in the heart of the arts district you want it to say that um, also public art there is the King Street Greenway that the city is working on, connecting the residential area basically to downtown and then to access to the river. So the pump house, we wanted to do a public art project, mainly a mural on the street to lead to the entrance to the Riverside Park walkway that goes in front of the Weber Center. And we got funding for that through the same grant. So. Wow. That's good. Any timeline on all of this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is all laid out in the grant, actually. Um, I do believe that everything needs to be finished by December 31st of 2024. Okay. So there, it is a nice timeline. Yeah. It doesn't have to be done by the end of 2022. <laughs> they did need to be projects, this particular grant, that were shovel-ready. So these were projects that we had thought about, thinking about long-term, you know, pump house and access that the pump house had been working on previously, but just didn't have the funding to do. So Tony Asher, executive director, wrote the grant and had those bids in place where she could apply for the funds and get it done fast. Yeah, so much of that. The, the mural on the street is, and the awning are very romantic, beautiful improvements and the bathrooms are not romantic or sexy at all but will increase the, the the joy level of the people that are visiting here so it's 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 interesting how something that sounds so blah as improving the bathrooms right. actually is going to make as big a difference and a big an improvement as anything it really will it really will we have yeah, those non-sexy things are not really easy to fund. <laughs> People don't want to donate to the pump house for a better toilet experience. Right. But yes, they will reap the benefits of such. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, George Carlin once said that the reason we invented the word wetlands is because nobody wants to pay money to save a swamp. There you go. 
So I had a really poignant conversation yesterday about the bathrooms with a tourist. And she was like, you have got to go to the John Michael Kohler Art Center and experience their bathrooms. And it's Kohler. So right. she's like, just go and get inspiration. I believe I've been there. Yeah. Oh, I'm from that side of the state originally. So okay. if I gave you and I'm going to give you uh, <laughs> 60 seconds or so to tell us what should we know about the pump house? What do you think we should know? I think everybody should know that the pump house has been here since 1977 and it is a nonprofit art center that is fueled by volunteers and very generous hearts that started this organization, but also has kept it going. Um, that was something, this is my first time working for a nonprofit. That was one of my biggest takeaways was the amount of volunteers that it takes and generous hearts. Unbelievable. It's overwhelming. And I think that's why there's so much magic here. I also, the pump house is multifaceted. We have the visual arts and performing arts. We have dance performances. We have storytelling performances. We have um, literary performances and a clay studio downstairs. So because we have many different things we want to offer, we appeal to a wide range of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. My advice to people would be, well, follow the Pump House and all the socials that you can. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because there's, there's, there's uh, a lot going on. Uh, make sure to check the website and take a chance. I had a great experience. I loved the, I love this story because uh, one night I was here with a, a troupe. We were doing some improv here at the pump house and in the audience, I saw this woman who was a client of ours at the radio station and she was probably 70 years old, 65, 70 years old. And I thought, huh, well, I would not have expected her to be here. And we did the first half of our show, and then we took a little, there was the intermission, everybody mingling at the restrooms. <laughs> and when we came back for part two, I noticed she wasn't here. So the, the next time that I saw her, when she came into the radio station, I said, I, it was wonderful to see you at the show. And she was a little embarrassed. She said, I'm, I'm sorry, my husband and I were just looking for something different to do, and we saw this, and we thought we'd try it out, and it really wasn't my thing. And I said to her, that's okay. You tried I, it. I'm glad you tried it. I'm glad, so you can, you can try things here. There is, like you said, there is such a variety of uh, performances and, and things to see that you can try it. And it's affordable enough that you're, you, know, you can afford to try new things. Mm -hmm. I really like that. You're right, trying new things. Sometimes it's scary to try new things and we're going outside of our comfort zone, but that's also where the growth is mm -hmm. and kudos to her for trying it. And I thought that was the best, most important part of that, whether she liked it or not, she tried it. And the pump house is a place where you can do that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if you haven't been to the pump house in a while, it really is a wonderful place to stop and wander around. And remember, Follow The Pump House on all your socials. Uh, Thepumphouse.org is another great site to check out as far as what is happening at The Pump House. And you can always keep up to date on what is happening with everything in the La Crosse area by going to AroundRiverCity.com. 
I'm Ken Cooper. This is Around River City. Thanks for being a part of the conversation.